Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, trying to told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome okay, to the, the Grindcast. Simon Area is here. Get, here. Ready. Get ready. It's a new day. All right, what's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And I have my friend Greg Rudolph here in the house. And um, Greg, today I think, uh, first of all, thank you for thanks for joining us, brother. Excited to be here. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. Um, Greg, maybe if you could start us off with a little bit of, of, of your journey in life. And uh, guys listening out there, guys and gals, uh, if you don't know Greg, uh, Greg's from uh, the Pittsburgh area. Um Ended up being a uh, business owner at, a, at an early age, uh, hence the nickname. Eventually, he would get the Lumberjack, uh, owned his own business, uh, ended up becoming a professional uh, fighter, did MMA and boxing, both of which he retired as of now uh, undefeated. <laughs> and um, other than me seeing Gia beat him up sometimes, his, yeah, uh, his, his daughter, which Gia, 13? Yeah, 13 Thir years old. 13 years old, and today Gia is actually celebrating uh, six years uh, cancer-free, six years from her uh, last chemotherapy Chemo treatment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. treatment. Uh, Greg's Greg's daughter uh, recently in the last year, my man had G2, little Greg, uh, so he has one boy, one girl. Um, I accidentally, we bumped into each other accidentally, and he ended up uh, being in the business with us and ended up being one of our top uh, general managers here uh, within a very short period of time. He's been here less than a year and a half and has uh, done very, very well for himself. Was rookie of the year last year, uh, co-rookie of the year with uh, Steve Dell uh, in our business, who was also a Division I uh, football coach before he came uh, to the organization. Mm -hmm. So that's just a brief um, brief synopsis and summary of, uh, of Greg. Greg, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself, your journey uh, in sports and in business, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Cool, cool. Yep. Uh, so my journey, you know, started uh, way back. You know, I'm 37 years old now, so a little bit older. Um, but, you know, out of high school, you know, I always knew I wanted to own a business. Uh, I love sports. You know, grew up playing basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, golf. I mean, you name it, I did it. I uh, was really good at baseball, really good at wrestling, um, you know, really good at pretty much everything uh, sports-related. So I uh, went to college, went to Clarion University, uh, only did that for about a year and a half, decided, you know, college really wasn't for me. Um, didn't Knew I didn't need, you know, a college education to really own a business. You know, it's more self-motivation and, and, you know, drive there. So I uh, came home, age of, I guess, 20, and uh, started my first business. I got a loan for $75,000 uh, that my parents had to co-sign for. So thanks, mom and dad. Um, so I started to buy some uh, tree equipment. So chippers, um, stump grinders, trucks, bucket trucks, pickup trucks, anything I get my hands on, a bunch of chainsaws, and I started cutting down trees. And I ended 20 up, years old. Yeah. So I ended up paying the $75,000 back uh, halfway through the first year. Ended up grossing, I think, almost a little over a quarter million dollars my first calendar year as 20 years old. And it just started growing from there. I uh, had a, a little girl, um, you know, when she was three and a half, uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia. 
um, at this time you know I was doing really well and uh, everything got put on hold you know the construction industry is, is different because um, it's really hands-on you know what I mean if you're not there doing the the work it's hard to find people to do it and, and trust them with heavy equipment and you know it's very dangerous yep. you know being up in the air or, you know saw so you, you really can't trust anybody to do it so you know we lived in children's hospital for months at a time months at a time um three six months i mean she lost the ability to walk from chemo treatments and things like that so it, it was pretty bad with strokes and things um but fast forward you know six nine months uh when you have a a big business you have a big nut to crack every month because you have loans Expenses. you have yep. you know equipment you're paying for quarter million dollar machines that are sitting in the woods you know things like that uh so you know it became to a point where it was just it wasn't working i couldn't pay the bills and, and not work because uh, i wouldn't leave her side so make a long story short you know during that process i actually had an employee try suing me for like a half a million dollars because he fell out of a tree all junked up on pills and god knows what else but I ended up beating that in court but it took almost a year of litigation and Stress, lawyer fees money and, and i just no you know it, it was just time for me to uh to hang that up and move on so i filed uh chapter 11 on that business uh it, it was really hard to do because i love doing it and i made a lot of money doing it um but you know went from making tons of money a month paying myself twenty thousand dollars a month as a you know a, a salary 20s. you know yep uh, and then going down to making zero like literally zero and i didn't do anything for a couple months because i didn't have to i had the money put away but then it after you know three four five months of still paying the mortgage i still had a bunch of cars i was paying for taxes i mean everything kept creeping up i'm like oh shit man my my nest egg's going down so then i i started to like hit the panic button uh then you know that that was a a rough time in my life because i was very angry and i got in a lot of trouble you know and the, it's a lot going on in early 20s it is you know and i was a kid, kid my relationship young, with kid has yeah it, it, it was it, it was just a nightmare business. for me you know, that's a lot to handle. You know, early I was 20s. lost. I yep. was lost. Yep. And all this whole time, you know, we were going through the the treatments and and all this, and I'm thinking, you know, this is so unfair, and it's a helpless feeling because you, your kids, you don't want to, you don't want anything to happen to your kids. It's worse than even happening even to you. other people's kids. It's worse than happening. You know I mean, like it, it's the, a big thing. Once I became a parent, yeah, is I children look at everything shouldn't have from to go angle. through, you know, anything like that. Yep. But you know, I actually got introduced at this time i was getting a lot of trouble and, and i and i had a bunch of friends that uh were in the the fighting industry because i also owned a clothing line and we sponsored uh ufc fighters and and local pros here in the circuit you know in the in the ohio valley region so i knew a lot of people that fought um they'd always like man you got to come into the gym you're built like a brick shit house you know what i mean you can fight blah blah blah, blah. i'm like i don't want to go fight what are you talking about uh so then i had the opportunity to own a gym at this time it was called fight club pittsburgh it was owned by the name of a guy uh mick morrow okay and melissa great people still great friends with them but mick built one of the best mma gyms uh in my opinion in the tri-state area even on this side of the country 
I mean, he has two uh, custom-built octagons in there, a raised boxing ring, uh, probably 3,000 square foot of mat space, a fitness room. And he has a successful business uh, doing signs. And this was kind of like his hobby. And he approached me and said, you know, would you want to take this gym over? And I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, it seems like a lot of work. Uh, but literally, you know, gave it to me for a dollar. Just took over the, the bills, took over the rent, took over the payroll, all that great stuff. So I'm like, fuck it. So I'll do it. So I ended up doing it. You know what I mean? It was, I wasn't doing anything anyways. Yep. Um, so we did that. You know, uh, a couple of my buddies were actually already working there. And I was training with. They're all professionals. Um, so then I started to, you know, maybe I can fight a little bit. So then I, I took my first MMA fight after probably doing six to nine months of training and, and actually working up the, the courage to actually, actually do it in front of people, mm -hmm. you know, not in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, then I tore my bicep. So then I had to wait another couple months to fight, had a fight scheduled, and uh, I'm getting older. You know, I'm in my late 20s now. So I'm like, man, my, my timeline's really running out here. So got my first fight, ended up knocking the dude out in like, I think 43 seconds. I broke his jaw in the first round and it just took off from there. I had that feeling. Loved it. I was addicted. Yep. Like that's all I wanted to do was fight. Yep. And it, once you get that adrenaline rush, you're, you don't sleep for three days and you know, it, it was fun. So I took that, you know, all the way up. I had like six or seven amateur fights. Uh, boxing and, and MMA, and then uh, decided I was going to turn pro and get paid to do it. You know, and then here I am now, uh, three and zero as a pro, and accomplished more than I thought I ever would with that. But I'm older in life, and figured it was time to hang up the towel. And you keep me so busy here that I can't do both anyway. So no doubt, no you doubt, know. you like it. You yeah, like, you like yeah. putting more on your plate. You got to concentrate so, on your so, strengths. So, so let me uh, let let's let let's rewind back a little bit. Something that you said early on stuck out to me was was that you knew that, you know, college wasn't really something for you. Right. And so this is a this is a big I don't want to say debate, but this is a, a big conversation, especially right now in America. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to give my input on it and hear some of your input on it. And so I, I've I've heard, uh, you know, I've, I I think college is good for some folks. And mm -hmm. I think it's useless for for others. And you're talking, you know, as I say this, I went to college. I graduated with the with a business degree from mm -hmm. Mercyhurst University. Played football there. Started four years at defensive back. Was a captain. Had a great experience. But when I look back on it, what I what it helped me do is I matured a little bit. Yeah. But if I wasn't on scholarship, I'm thinking, man. For $150,000, that's a hell of a maturity lesson. Right? Yeah. And, and, and the majority of the experience, true business experience that I've gotten has been from on the job mm -hmm. and uh, from mentors in books and right. self-development. Right. And the, the, the right books that you could buy, you know, I think if I gave you 20 books and you dug into them all and gave yourself five months to dig into 20 books, I could give you 20 books that probably would cost you $400 total, mm -hmm. and that would be the best degree that you could possibly get if you I could agree. mix that with a little bit of experience. I agree. And so, and then having the right mentors, you know. So for me, I, you know, when I get into this and people ask me my opinion, it depends on the individual. It depends on what the person is. But if you show me somebody that is an entrepreneur 
uh, by nature. You know, mm -hmm. you're 20 years old, and there's even behind the scene things. Maybe we'll go Joe Rogan on them and, and talk about yeah, it one time, yeah. me and you. But but <laughs> you, you have this entrepreneurial spirit, as did I. Mm -hmm. And and so when I see that in people, you know, I'm thinking, man, if you're not going on scholarship or you're not going to play a sport yeah. or understand, and I'm going for the experience, but the experience is going to cost me 150 grand. Yeah, I mean, I, I could send you on a great experience for right. 20. Right. But but. It, when I see somebody doing that or asking me, should I not do that? Here's the things that I go to. If this person has a business mind and, and they, they want to be a business owner and an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, you know, I told a kid the other day that's young, I said, I think you're going to be a great leader and a hell of an entrepreneur, but I think you'd be a horrible employee. Yeah. I don't think you'd be a very good employee at all, man. Just You just got that. I got to be running stuff. I got to be leading stuff. You have mm -hmm. that in you. I have that in me. And, and so when I find somebody like that, the way I look at it is if somebody comes out at, at 18 years old and they have four years to work like Tristan, okay, mm -hmm. so he don't have no debt, so he doesn't go into, into the hole at all. Right. He gets four years of on-the-job experience. That's another thing. A lot of people out there trying to tell somebody what to do in business mm -hmm. haven't ever rocked any major businesses. Right. I'd rather learn basketball from Jordan from why LeBron. take uh, why take advice from someone that you wouldn't rather trade places, trade places right? with? You know what I mean, right? Exactly. So we got this person that goes four years. They get they get experience for four years. They learn from people that are doing the job. And let's say you know Tristan will make 150 grand at 20 years old this year. Yeah. But let's say they're not Tristan and and they make 35, 40, hmm. and they go 40 grand for four years. You went up 160. You would have went down 160. So right. now you're at 320. You gained 320. You went up 160. But you could have went in the hole 160. Mm -hmm. So somebody that went in the hole 160, you're up 160. There's a $320,000 gap. Yeah. If you go, now they got to come out and get experience. Right. At this point, you're already running stuff. You're already leading stuff. What's what's your thought process on that whole you know it, it, ex experience? Because you know I have two kids. You have two kids. Yeah. One day they're going to be given an opportunity to possibly go to college. My take on it is I got to see what their skill sets are, what they like, what they believe in. Right. Uh, but I won't be forcing them. I'll support them if they <clears throat> want to. Uh, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. But I won't be forcing. You know, I won't be the parent that's like, "You're a failure." You know, right, if you right, don't right. go to college. Uh, I mean, me personally, I'm gonna, I'm going to force my son to do a few sports that I think will will get him further in life, just because of the discipline aspect. What are those sports? Wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Uh, I, I think wrestling is probably the number one sport to teach your kid discipline. There's, you were know, you in here? Were you in football. here when I taped the last podcast? Were no. you listening in? Uh -uh. That that's exactly what I what I said. And I didn't wrestle in high school. Oh, I, I, mean, I, it, I got into it later on in life. But that's the first thing I said. Wrestling in high school is, is no joke. Come I mean, on. you're you're football. Football's great. Yep. I mean, I love football. Atmosphere. Yeah, more of, more of a team camaraderie, yeah. and, and you could be the you know what I mean, like the big captain quarterback and all yeah. that all that fun shit. Yeah. But you know, when I was in, in high school, the football players weren't there at five thirty in the morning running the streets of uh, Pittsburgh. It's a grind, and then running after yep. cutting school, weight. cutting weight. I mean, it, it, it's no joke. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's it's hand to hand combat. Yep. Whether you look at it like that or not you you're Probably the best starting point to start from right it's one-on-one -on -one. there you have a team you have a wrestling team you have a coach but at the end of the day you're out there alone you have to perform you know in football you have a team also you're out there on the field with them 
you have somebody setting a block for you you have somebody throwing you a ball you have somebody uh you know uh, helping you out yeah of course there's a lot of if you don't perform you're not gonna <laughs> play play but right. i mean wrestling it's one-on-one yep if the spotlight's on you it's a lot of discipline a lot it teaches you a lot yep uh, I, where, where i started talking about that when i when i recently taped was uh i told people that you know sometimes people will come out and say well i don't want to get into sales yeah and well, i'm telling you man I, I the example and analogy i gave is man for for my for my son if there's anywhere close to an inkling that he's aggressive which he's already biting and poking eyes mm-hmm. out you know what i mean and he's two he, he's going to start off wrestling too. Yeah, I think that's a good base, you know, to, on the ground, starting on the ground, starting out of wrestling. That, that's a great base for mm-hmm. for things. I think there's you know gymnastics and things that kids can do for their feet, and, balance, and, and and stuff. In business and in life, I feel like more than half the time, probably seventy five percent of the time, if you show me anything running, I'm going to show you somebody that needs to sell. For example, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a, a lawyer, an attorney, mm-hmm. they need to sell their case. Every and day. then they need to sell people to client. To, do, to do something with them. Yeah, chiropractor. It, it's one thing to know how to 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 do the deal. It's another thing to sell people to get them to believe in you and to run a business. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of you know even a youth program you know that I'm doing Friday. What are we doing Friday? <laughs> We're going to the cocktail party. Yeah, we got a fundraiser. So you, you know, two weeks later funds? I got another fundraiser for two vans with Jim Trestle and all. The, and, and then a month, couple months down the road, I got another one. I'm always selling people mm-hmm. on trying to invest into our youth and invest into our future so i'm back to sales again mm-hmm. even if you want to run a youth program you're going to be selling yeah. if, if, if you're going to run a gym you're going to be selling people on the membership selling people yeah. the great base you know for me if my kid wants to do something different than that i would want them to get two years of sales experience <laughs> oh, under yeah. their belt it's because you're going to need it in your marriage you're yeah. going to need it in everything <laughs> yeah. Right, you're, you're always selling. What yeah. do you think about that? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, if you can sell, you can do anything. Literally anything. I think it's uh, a good tool to. It's a vehicle to get you to the next place. You know, just like anything else. What 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 things stick out to you that help you, uh, or would help someone in sports that translates into business? It doesn't necessarily have to be specifically the business that we're in together. Mm-hmm. But in business in general, because you own a supplement, you know, company, mm-hmm. uh, anybody looking for some supplements out there, by the way, um, American Warrior Nutrition, we got mm-hmm. pre-workout, we got protein, we got all that, mm-hmm. all, all, tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can look up Greg's, Greg's company. But uh, what things in sports would you, would you think translate over into this, this field or in business in general that you've learned? I'd say discipline and, and scheduling. You know, with, with, with anything, you're going to have to have discipline. So <laughs> going to practice at 6.30 in the morning or going after school, uh, you know, training. You know, if you're training two, three times a day, your scheduling is going to come into a conflict, right? You have to schedule everybody that works for me here, you know, that works with us. I First thing I want to see is I want to see their schedule mastered. When are you going to eat? When are you going to cook? When started. are you going to do your laundry? When are you going to spend time with your kids, your wife, date nights? When are you going to go out in a field? I mean, you have to have everything scheduled, right? Once you have your schedule down, now you can go to work. Now you know what you're doing. So, you know, that relates to, to sports as well. Got to have you know the schedule I mean? like, down. When are you going to Even train? practice. You know, I remember playing oh, football yeah. and, and, and coming out to practice. And 
from 2 to 210, we had this. From 210 to 230, we had this. From mm -hmm. 230 to 3, we had everything was scheduled in that practice to make the most out of that yeah. time. And then being a being in college, you have to schedule. You got your classes, you got practice, you yeah. got this, you got that. 100% scheduling and discipline. Oh, for sure. Discipline, you know, when you say getting up early, doing those things, typically discipline is probably doing the things that you don't want to do. That you don't want to do. Right. That you know that needs that's, to happen. That's when you that's when you grow that's when you know i realized when i don't want to be in here doing this this is when i improve the most so you're completely fatigued right like this is when i knew that i would get to a next level in boxing okay i would work out i was so obsessed with not losing you know i did not want to lose in front of all my friends and family and everybody's there with a fucking picture phone just put it on youtube waiting for you to get knocked out they love you they hate you whatever they want to see they want to see somebody get knocked out right then maybe they love you maybe they want to see you lose that was always in my head like i'm not going to lose so i would train in the morning i would go to work i would train at lunchtime i would go train after and then i would go i would wake up in the middle of the night and go run in the rain I didn't want to, but I was so scared that I would gas out. And I'm like, when you have muscles in fighting, they don't mix. Like the best fighters in life are the dudes sitting across the bar that look like Bamboo. just an average person with a beer belly, skinny arms. Nope, you know what I mean? Maybe they cut some cauliflower. That's that's when you stay yep. the fuck away from them. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But that's the type of person that's built to fight. Like someone like me or you. We're husky, short, compact. Yeah, we're hard to take down and hard to wrestle with, but we're going to fatigue 100 times faster because when you got all these muscles, all you're doing is building up lactic acid. And when that lactic acid hits you, man, you're just going to gas out real quick. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Tra you know, I think oh my God. talking about running in the Worst. rain, you know, I just thought about that. I think that's how we kind of started to get a little mm -hmm. introduction, you know, to each other right yeah was was that so i think yeah. you had somebody that was rocking in our business and and uh you know I, I saw on your feed somehow that i saw before i ever met you i saw you running at the track at night yeah it was like midnight and you know now you now knowing me and you know we're, mm -hmm. we're like this yeah you know that's my style right you know that's what i'll be doing yeah so i woke up i'm like man i don't feel like i'm ready for this fight i do not want to go run in the rain but I feel like I need to go sprint the stairs and run five miles. And then in my head, I'm like, I think I gained this much wind tonight. Yep. I'm that much more confident. And I did. I got better because of it because I, I got more prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yep. I was ready. Yep. And once once you're you're ready in here, I mean, it's it's all 80% mental, everything. No doubt. And I mean, 20% is just going to be what you're doing no doubt. You know, physically. Can can you pinpoint anything in business, um, and then maybe if anything coincides with with you know owning a gym or people that you've trained with, anything stick out to you in the form of all right, the people in business that have these attributes they typically win, the people mm -hmm. that don't they typically lose. These are the people that I train with that stick out to me that 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 they won. Th mm -hmm. Those people were good. These people that had these things probably anything stick out to you as far as success habits or one word consistency so the people that win over a long period of time is because they have consistency that's what i've seen people may have a good 
week, a good month. Um, but what are they doing the next week? What are they doing the next month? You know what I mean? I would see people come in there every day, get their get their ass beat, bust their you know bust their ass running. I still have friends that do it. You know, very very competitively. They're consistent and they're great. They're doing great. People in this business, consistency is a hundred percent the key. Like, uh, let's just take our business for example. You have uh, <clears throat> a team that does real good for a month, right? They're doing great. Everybody's making money, and then everybody takes a week off because their bellies are full. Made all that money, right? Yep. So then the next week, it shows in the report. All right, this team's down because they took a week off. Can't take any days off. You got to go. You just got to. You just got to work. You got to be consistent. Right, I think consistency is the number one key to anything, and if you do it long enough, you'll get out what you put in. No doubt. You know what I mean, I think um, you know one of the things that I've that I've watched you get better at. You know, I think I in the beginning, you know, I over talked about how much work it was going to be, how many hours it was going to be, and you know, and all that stuff. Because <clears throat> I never wanted to. I don't want to be yeah. able to look at you and say, "Man, this dude lied to me." You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, "Man, it's going to be like." <laughs> We're going yeah. to boot camp. We're going to yeah. Yeah. for nine months, California in the sun. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and uh, you know, I watched you be able to handle the the schedule and yeah. evolve into a point where uh, you're a husband, you're a dad. I watch you holding on to to your son. Mm -hmm. I watch you throwing pitches to, to Gia, mm -hmm. and you're getting a, and you're getting a job done. You know, over here as well, and finding a way to to do those things. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give for people? that are running a business um, or getting into our business that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe in that situation as a business owner or starting a business, mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're starting a business and it's not our business, mm -hmm. and, and but they're starting a business. And starting a business is what a starting a business is. Right. It ain't a nine to five. It's a lot of work. So, so even if you're open nine to five, it ain't a nine to five. You better go home and do something from five to nine. Right. But, but what advice would you give to them on how are you able to do that? You know, we're always trying to improve at it, but what advice would you give for somebody that that struggles with, uh, you know, finding a way to grow their business, but also doing what they need to do as a dad or as a husband? Yeah, I'll I'll bring up a quote uh, from a mentor of mine. You met him, uh, the person that I was employed with before I came here, Vic Olive. He would always say, you know, Greg, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And it always made sense. I'm like, oh, dude, that hits home to me. Like, oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Because it's true true right so in any business that you're in i think that obviously you're gonna have to have put in a lot of work it's gonna be a lot of time but you know you have to develop other people once you develop other people you can start to delegate things okay so i got lucky i found some really good managers here early on in my career that i could start to delegate things to so I picked, you know, three, four, five people. I spent a lot of time with them at first. Weeks and you know how bad I hate going out in the field. Like there's yep. other things that I'd rather be doing. Yep. Right. But I would go out in the field with them for ten hours, two hours away. And I mean, I'm getting text messages from my wife and my daughter and where are you at? I'm in Slippery Rock in a trailer selling insurance let's go you know training somebody yep. duplicating myself into this person now i have let's just take mark for example Burnsdorf. now 
he has a team of seven people that he's training by himself. I don't have to do anything. Nothing. I just have to tell him what to do. And he goes and does it. And all these people, this whole group of people, he duplicated himself into. So now I'm just sitting back delegating like this. Like, good for you. Damn. You know what I mean? They're, so they're, you they're, multiply. they're at my house last night till midnight. We're doing film review. I didn't even have to say anything. He's doing everything. I'm just chiming in. And he's correcting me now. So he's better than me. Love it. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm not doing he's a consistency. He's one of those people that sticks out that has discipline. Yes. Right? Division one football player. Consistency. Sports. Again. Played at Pitt. Right? Yeah. Is this his first year out of school? Yeah. Yeah. He, right was, a, he was a wide receiver for Pitt. Walk right on. out of school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Killing this business. He'll make 150 grand this year. 25 years old. Right out of college. Yeah. And the thing that sticks out is discipline, and cons- he's not real. He's not allowed. Not walking no. in the room, the loudest no. person. Humble. You know, not the loudest dresser. Humble. The, just but super competitive. Competitive, disciplined. Super competitive. Consistent. Yeah. Coachable. Yeah. Eye of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Yep. When Hates I, to I lose. tell him good job, he's number two. He's like, it ain't number one. Right. It ain't yeah. number one. Yeah. Love it, man. Yeah, that's 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 what sticks out to me. So in in uh, in in closing, man, I. You know, I would say, what what did uh, what advice would you give to somebody that you know? Because here's an area that I've watched you grow in majorly, mm-hmm. um, and we still got a long way to go. So do I. Mm-hmm. But I think this is what I've helped people coach coach others at is people say, "Well, how, you know, these people get so emotional." First of all, you're coming into a business you don't know, but you know business. You're going to be a little bit tense you're right. gonna be a little bit emotional right. just like when i train you know i can i can train jujitsu i could roll right now for 10 minutes and i'll be good unless the mm-hmm. person is is of extreme high level where i have to i mean just exert myself but mm-hmm. somebody in their first four or five years i can roll 10 minutes now you won't even i, I won't gas right when i first started boxing mm-hmm. two minutes you were like this. I was, ga- I was gassed. Gassed. Yeah. I mean, there's you nothing. You were so tense. Don't care how tough inside I yeah. am. or how, I was just gassed. Got to be I loose couldn't, relaxed. Couldn't loosen up. And so, you know, I tell people that, you know, people that are emotional, the good thing about people that are emotional, because I'm one, mm-hmm. is that when you can learn to control it, that emotion attracts emotion. That mm-hmm. emotion creates emotion. That emotion attracts other people that are high intensity, high energy, you know, things like that. Cause very difficult to attract somebody if you're not like that person. Typically mm-hmm. like attracts a like. Right. And so one of the things that I've watched you grow in, you know, I joked with you the other day, I said you went from a zero to like a five or a one to a five. But I think <laughs> you probably went from like a one to a seven yeah. in in uh in your being able to handle the emotions. You mm-hmm. know, I think a lot like you're a baseball player you know, one out of three will put you in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know, in this business, one out of three will put you in put you in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. And in any given day, we're having great days. And in any given week, we're having a bad week, and we're having a good <laughs> week. What advice would you give to somebody out there that has helped you to go from maybe not your biggest, you know, probably one of your weaknesses to something that's not a weakness really no more for you, almost getting to be where it's where it's a strength turning that around emotionally how, how would you coach somebody that's like you mm-hmm. or like me you know because yeah. somebody did it for me right you know 14 years ago i looked a whole lot different yeah. you know than i do yeah. right now so there, there, there's several things and this is all 
you know, coming from mostly you, because uh, you can relate to me with with this. You know, we're same age, got the same things going on. Uh, you've been through it already, so I, I've been blessed to have that. So thank you. Um, but I speak goofball. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you do. Up. I'm a Neanderthal. So you always yeah, call me. Ne- I am. You know what I mean. I, but I have a lot of emotion. Like, I, all right, I, first thing I want to do, I just want to get physical. You know what I mean? Like, ah. But you can't do that in sales. You know, it's an emotional roller coaster. You have a day where you can go out and make five grand, and then you have three days where you go out and you make nothing. So that day where you made five grand, you're way up here, emotional, so excited, and then you go way back down to like, oh, I suck. I'm a piece of shit. Like, what am I doing? So you have to just stay even. Don't get too high, not too low. Uh, just you always. I think everybody has to have a vice. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about alcohol or, or drugs. I'm talking about something physical, like go run, go to the gym. Whenever I'm stressed out, what do you tell me? You're out of spirit. I'm out of spirit. <laughs> so you gotta read books. You know, read scriptures. I was never, never really into uh, reading scriptures or or, or spiritual stuff. Uh, you know, I, I believe in God, and I went to Catholic school, Catholic high school. I've been around my whole life, but I was never that spiritual. Um, now I'll get up in the morning and I, and I'll I'll read scriptures on my way to the, the office or before I leave. Uh, I'll read a book, audio books, podcasts. That that's a vice. Yeah, so if you don't go to the gym, if that's not your thing, pick up a, a an audio book, read, you know, read. You, you just have to have some sort of vice to stay even. Um, patience too. You know, I, I'm horrible with patience. When I, I I want something done, I want it done now. I don't want I don't want to wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that that's my other. I tell you, don't lose that downfall. You know, right? You want to have aggressive patience. Yeah, but aggressive patience. You know, I, I, my, you know, Ugh. Fred Hadaya. Remember when we first? I, I took you to the top of his uh, penthouse yeah, in yeah, Florida. Yeah, in, in Florida. You know, with the Boston accent. Mm-hmm. When, when you say patience, Fred. what comes to my mind? He said, he says, if I wanted patience, I would have been a doctor. Yeah, I don't. He don't have any patience my, either. You guys want a cigar? That's it. That's <laughs> it. We just got to be able to manage that. And and so I think you know, Greg, for you know, for from from my end of things, I was horrible at it. I mean, horrendous with with all of that. Mm-hmm. You know all of that stuff, and uh, you know, for me, I, I just learned to to, to stay calm and, mm-hmm. and think about six months from today, and taking care of yourself. You know, my, like an athlete. So an athlete, right. this gets downplayed. You gave him the answer, mm-hmm. but the 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 athlete that's out there that's a professional, they're not just working in the gym. Before they go to work, they go to work. Before they get to the before they get to the field. Before they get to the to the gym. They have to recover. Mm-hmm. They're recovering. They're rehabilitating. They're working. Mm-hmm. They're warming up. Right. They're stretching. They're doing all these other things. They're mm-hmm. hydrating themselves, right? And so I think in business, people lose that athlete in them. That's why we say business athlete, right? Because you have to keep that athlete in you mm-hmm. and transition it over to business. Amen. People show up to the field sometimes in business, and this is why I think they pull themselves. They pull their spirit. Is they show up at business, and if the kickoff or the game or the fight is at eight or nine, they don't have a sweat going. They're just showing up, right? The game starts at nine, we're just, here we go, we're ready. We put our clothes on, we're ready to rock. 
And so instead, what I've learned is in order to help a lot of people, the cool thing about helping a lot of people is is a byproduct of that is you end up making a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. But the more people that you help, the more people's lives that you're going to be responsible for, the more people's lives that are going to that are going to have problems. You know, so I mean, today, you know, I'm starting out my day. I'm blessed to have 250 people. It comes up to me. I could already tell you within within a couple of hours, I'm talking about somebody that their mom has a, a severe illness. That's a top player for us. Uh, somebody else that we know uh, mm-hmm. is going to surgery. Top player. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Justin Torres Achilles. You know yeah. he's in surgery right now. Hope that Jay's okay. Trying to hoop. Trying to hoop. You know I built like a football player. Is trying to hoop. You know so I, I have all these things going on, and. All these things are going to happen by the time my game starts, by mm-hmm. the time the fight starts. And the only way for me to balance myself that I've learned over the years is before I go to work, I got to go to work. And so I got to take care of myself mm-hmm. spiritually, uh, mentally, before Physically. I go. And even if you're somebody that works out in the afternoon, brush your brush. You know how you brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. If you don't brush your teeth, your breast stinks. If you don't brush your spirit in your mind, those things are going to eventually stink too. Right. And if you're if you're one person dealing with 10 people or, or something, it's going to be a little bit less issues for you. But if you want to help a lot of people or you want to make a million dollars or millions of dollars, you're going to have to deal with a lot of moving parts and a lot of people. Yeah. And, and that's why people start to get issues with drugs and you know things like that because right. they don't have a, an outlet. And so I just want to encourage you guys out there you know that are listening because I know this is a big one that you could coach people on. A lot of people in, you know, this is probably 25-30% our company mm-hmm. listens to this. It's it's right. 70-80% others. But if I could talk specifically to people in our company, you know, you're a lot more relatable to people than even me because I'm 14 years in the game right. and you're 14 months in the game. Yeah. And so you're closer to where they're at, you know, right mm-hmm. now and and I think they can they can pull a lot you it's know, all about how you're you. coming off. L- let's just say, for example, not to get off track, but then we can close out. But l- let's say you're in charge of 250 people. You know, we have 400 people that are working here, but maybe 253, whatever, are, are actually writing business. Yep. Okay. So let's say you come in this office and you're just an emotional wreck. You're stressed out. Uh, real estate deals driving you crazy. Someone's suing you, whatever. And you're just miserable. Well, what do we always say? You're either a thermometer or a thermostat, right? So the thermostat sets the tone. It sets the temperature of the whole entire place. The thermometer just reads the temperature. So if you're 100 degrees, your team's going to be 100 degrees. They're going to be all fired up, right? If you're 50 degrees negative, you're just going to start pulling down from them, and it's just going to start trickling down the chain. So if God bless you, you're in, in charge of all these people. So you don't, you're not allowed to be down. You're not allowed to come in here and bring your problems. No way. I mean, you have to be on point. And, I mean, you always are. It's what, it's what professionals do. That's right. It didn't, didn't happen naturally. Right. You know, if you're a professional, you know, if, uh, you know, if uh, Tom Brady has an argument with his wife, you know, Giselle, right. day before, he don't get to come in and be negative no. during the championship no. game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We got we to come to play. Uh, closing out, Greg, I'll just say I have a lot of, uh, a lot of respect for you, man. Uh, for what you've accomplished here and and just for your mindset. I think, um, you know, if I could say one big thing that sticks out that's different in you than the majority of people would be, I mean, a lot of things, but, uh, <laughs> you know, good and good and funny. But the, the 
the main thing is how many people would be able to transition at 35 married with a child into yeah. into a business um, that is you know solely depending on uh, how you perform mm -hmm. and taking the risk to believe in yourself and believe in 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 us and believe in what we're doing to give up you know it wasn't like he was failing you know coming no. here he was making 185,000 you know Vic's a cool dude I met Vic Vic's mm. a good dude you were working somewhere where people liked you it wasn't like you know you're 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 we found you in a corner somewhere down right. on your luck you right. know we showed up and met at the Capitol Grill and we both right. looked nice you yeah. know and, and and so to have enough wisdom and and foresight and vision and guts to step into the ring all over again it was a different walk to this ring but that's still probably a very mm -hmm. similar feeling walking out there and 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 to have the guts and wisdom and, and vision to see what it is that 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 we were that we're doing right now mm -hmm. and what we're getting ready to do you know in the future yeah, takes, dude, it, it takes it, a lot of guts it, it was man. it was hard it wasn't easy i didn't sleep for a month ask my wife you quit your first day i was in britain's office like crying <laughs> like i can't do this shit i'm coming back and you know here we are 15 months later you know i'll probably i'll probably make 400 grand this year yep <laughs> god willing come on hopefully come on but, you know come what i mean like, i'm proud of you yeah. i appreciate you man uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, have you on the ground. Thank you for the opportunity Thanks, to, to uh, be in your life, man. Yes. And uh, we'll, we'll hear from you again thank soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Keep it up. My Keep grinding. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud.